0: Years ago, there was, a, there was a public health professor, I remember, who, who gave us this analogy about errors in medicine and said, you know, the airline industry, right? Fantastic. Safety yeah. record, right? So safe to fly, right? They almost never have any problems, right? You know, there's rarely a crash, right? Medicine, <laughs> healthcare should really learn from this, right? And I remember thinking then, but I doubly think so now. I'm like, yeah, but let's take, the, let's take that analogy a little further and say, okay, airline industry. Okay, so you folks are going to have to take off in any weather. Also, we're gonna spray paint your, your your windshield, we're gonna spray paint those black, right? <laughs> so yeah. you can't see where you're going. Yeah. Right? Your instruments may or may not be fully reliable. <laughs> the tower may or may not be fully right. reliable, right? And if it's icy, if it's snowing, if there's a hurricane, you're taking that plane off, right? Well, <laughs> you know? Okay. Uh, and then you say, well, how's their yeah. safety record now, right? It's, right, it's right, right. It's a different analogy. Welcome
1: back to Dear Healthcare, It's You. And welcome back. We're here with Dr. Elisha Yagmai, the founder of Free State Healthcare Clinic here in Wichita, Kansas. Elisha, thanks for being here. We're talking about his medical journey. If you're just joining us now, you can look at our past episodes to catch up. But right now we're talking about your residency years. And so we've kind of talked about some of the pieces that formed or transformed in your first year of your residency here in Wichita. And you were talking about, you know, you developed a clinical curiosity and uh, found some more joy in actually diving deep into these cases and really looking at these medical cases from a standpoint of what's going on, why is it going on, and what do we do now to treat it? And that wasn't really, acceptable or given room to happen in the way that it needed to as you were learning um, it sounded like during that residency and so let's pick up there it meant you mentioned before that um, you had some specific things that you were hopeful that maybe the hospital could implement and that you shared with your advisors what were those things
0: it wasn't necessarily the hospital it was the residency program okay a lot of them had to do with some of the issues that i've already raised yeah and i actually i wrote up a I wrote up, I forgot how many pages it was, it was several pages long. Uh, that seemed to be my response to stressful situations in those just days. write a paper. Was just write a paper about it. Uh, so I wrote, up a, I wrote up a list of, I think it was like 16 issues that I'd identified. Okay. And I presented it from the perspective of what am I seeing? Yeah. Why is it a problem?
1: Yeah.
0: But it wasn't just a complaint session. I also added in each one, what do I think we could do to improve the situation? So yeah. it wasn't meant to be, you know, here's my list of it was meant right. to be can we have a conversation about what is going on, why it's going on, why it's not helping us, and then what I think we could do to make a positive change. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I sent that in. Um, and
1: how was it received?
0: It largely without comment. Yeah. Um, nothing changed. Yeah. Um, I did get one, one comment. One faculty member spoke to me as a sidebar and said, you know, basically looking at the document, we don't necessarily disagree. We don't necessarily disagree with what you have said. Yeah. The issue is that there's a certain culture, a certain way of doing things within the program, mm-hmm. and if we make a bunch of big changes, we're going to disrupt that, and that is going to make the residents that came here based on that understanding or have have the prior have enjoyed that culture. Yeah. That's going to make them upset, and that in turn is is likely to harm recruiting mm. because the senior residents, you, you know are involved in the recruiting process, right? They recruit in friends, they speak to medical right. students, right? So if they're unhappy, that's gonna probably move down the levels and we may have more difficulty recruiting because people are unhappy, right? Until that generation of people yeah. are gone. I understand that. I think at a different yeah. stage in life, I understand that. My, my choice and my problem was that doesn't help me, right?
1: Because right. <laughs> were you I, hoping that this would be received in a way that would yes. be like, okay, yeah. let's make these changes now, yes. this and, is good
0: stuff. And, and, and to be fair, I had different, of concern right right so things like the senior resident is checking out their pa- well is checking out their pager without signing out the patient writing notes that are worthless that don't give me any information right like, this is dangerous like that right. was, yeah that was yeah. my yeah. approach I was like, this is like... dangerous because you're you're handing your least experienced operator right, right responsibility for all these people and you don't even have a sign-out process right so it's like right. i don't Maybe for the pager. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. But like, you know <laughs> yeah. now, now I could walk in and pick up a chart from, from zero, right? Yeah. And and figure out what I need to do.
1: Right. It'd be but easier four if you had months the notes into internship on it. Yeah, though. exactly, right. Like, it would be
0: easier, right? Yeah. So if someone has done very nice documentation, has outlined all their thoughts and how we got to now, right. that's of course an easier pickup than if I'm starting from zero. Right. But in many of these cases, I'm starting from zero and I have you know, again, four months of experience. Right. right? So you have a very inexperienced person working solo on people they don't know anything at all about. Right. Right. Getting called with questions that are not benign in terms of what's going on and they don't know anything. So that to me was a patient care issue. Not just a, hey, this is not my style or you know. Right, right. So that that kind of thing, and there were others in that genre that were issues that there was no, there was not any forthcoming change that was going to happen. And so my issue was what do I do with this? Right. What, What is my response? In that context, I think there were other experiences I was having. So, for example, like in some of these noon conferences, um, you know, Dr. Moose at that time would ask questions. So, as part of it, he would ask questions about whatever. And I began to realize in some of these sessions, I was able to answer questions that some of the more the older residents, the more senior residents, were not able to answer. Yeah. And and that was a weird that was a weird sensation. And I say that because one, one response to that would be, you know, take that as an ego boost, right? Well, that means, you know, I'm so knowledgeable. My response to it was, what you see ahead of you is what you're going to be. Right. You know, so.
1: Not a lot of promise for gained knowledge.
0: You shouldn't. I want you to know more than me. Right, right, right yeah. <laughs> like, I don't feel special because I know more. Right. I actually feel really scared because yeah. you should know more than me. Right. Right. And it, well, this was not a situation where they were, you know, holding back and like letting the junior right. people answer like it was like nobody else could answer the question, right? And that was really really hmm. off-putting. Um, and I will say one of, when I did change residencies, one of the very first experiences I had actually was going to a teaching conference and the senior residents at that point definitely knew more than me. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <definitely, clears throat> and that that Which um, is
1: comforting in a way. That was what I mean, wanted. Real, yes, yeah. because I was
0: like, okay, number one, these people know more than me. I would yeah. hope that they do. Uh, that means they can teach me. Right. right, they can make me better at this job. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just out here kind of doing whatever, thinking that I'm some kind of genius. I may be a fool, right? right but I don't right. have anybody here that can tell me more than I already know, yeah. right? And and I had that experience to some degree on some of the some of the patients. Sometimes, I felt in many cases like I'm just kind of I'm out here trying to come up with a plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And nobody involved with this case knows more about this. Yeah. Nobody knows more about this. And so I'm kind of lost. And so I'd have occasional interactions with people in other specialties, right? Mm. And I would realize, okay, you know, when I talk to the I talked to the internist about this, like they, they did know more. And they could give me more direction, right? And they yeah. could they could help me think about it more cleanly and hone it down and get it get it closer to right. Right. I had that experience a couple of different because we worked with a, a variety of different different attendings from different specialties. Okay. right? So I had that experience where I noticed that when I worked with the internal medicine trained people, they were a little bit more precise. Yeah. They 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 knew more overall about mm. about adult hospital medicine. They yeah. knew more about that, uh, and their thinking was a little bit more honed and precise. That's the best way I yeah. can describe it. So I looked at that and said, well, that's interesting. I do see a difference here that I didn't think I was going to see, at least in this environment. Right here, I, I'm not making any broad statement about anything. Mm. I'm talking about in my environment. So that combined with the fact that an attempt to make change that I Mm -hmm. felt was important was not received. Right. And when I say that, there was also some feedback which was negative, right, which was why why are you hey raising, back to your letter to, to me? Yeah. Why yeah. are you raising this? Like some of the residents got very angry, right? Why oh, really? Oh, yeah. They, they introduced a new policy that said from now on, if you have a if you have a problem in your rotation, right, you take that to the senior resident first. You don't take that to the attending physicians. You take that to the senior mm. resident first, and then they will decide if that gets passed on. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if that gets passed on to the attendings, right? So it definitely it yeah. definitely ruffled some feathers the wrong way.
1: Did it get distributed among all the residents? I don't or? know exactly
0: who all saw it in the end. Yeah. I know some people did. But there was um, knowledge of yeah, it. Yeah, there was yeah. knowledge that it had taken. Place right, yeah. so that you know uh, I've, that kind of. I mean, in the end, I kind of left with a sour taste in my mouth in general about yeah. how all that had gone down and the way everything was. Mm-hmm. But I ended up changing as a yeah. result of that. I changed over to internal medicine pediatrics instead. Okay. That was at the
1: same hospital,
0: same same city, basically. Yeah, okay. same variety. See, we worked at a variety of different hospitals, okay. but but yes, yeah, same general yeah. environment. But working with different faculty, different residents, different okay. program. Okay, and that was a much better fit for me in terms of yeah. personality, in terms of how I like to learn, uh, and, you know, all, all of those types of things were there. So I, the irony was, I think that to this day, I think that in terms of personality as a human being, yeah, the program I went to originally was the right one, hmm. like in terms of people's personal motivations, yeah. why they were there, who was there, yeah. what they wanted to do. All of those things are right. The professional culture did not fit at all.
1: In and terms w- of just not <clears throat> having enough time.
0: Not, not, but, I mean not and resor- resources time wise. not just not time but the focus on work over learning work over yeah. quality okay. um, not having enough concern for whether patient care was being adequately done mm-hmm. not having enough concern for the real quality of the product in terms of are we digging into this as deeply as we should do we know everything about this that we should
1: right
0: right that what were the, that aspect
1: what were the parts of the personality that you mean then when you're saying that that it did fit, it maybe would have fit you well as like personality wise. The
0: people that came to that program at that time, I think shared a similar motivation in terms of there was a lot of, they had some basic altruism. Yeah. like These were people that got into medicine because they wanted to in some way make a positive contribution to their community, to the world, national health, You know, helping underserved people, like that was their thing. They wanted to do that element of it. The difficulty was that what the program was doing at that time was bringing in decent people like as as human beings decent right. people but not giving them the caliber of training that they could have given them and, and that was that was a distinction so they could have done more in my opinion yeah. at that time they could have done more with those people professionally than they were doing yeah so that what what the the end product and I'll, I'll give you here another example this, this this happened toward the end of my first year um, Bear in mind, right, this is in the context of me reading everything inside and going right. through all these types of things. Uh, I remember having a patient at that time had a particular condition, mm-hmm. right? It's called a pleural effusion, it's so a fluid collection around the lung, right? Okay. Uh, I had a patient in the hospital. And I was I was taking care of my patient. I was sitting there thinking through the case, right, going through things, right, on, on my family medicine service. And I happened to overhear the internal medicine service rotating on a very similar patient. And their attending was talking to their interns. Right? Yeah. And I realized there, there were some subtleties that their interns knew about that condition and how to interpret tests and things like that, that after one year, I still didn't know. Hmm. And I was like, I've put one year of really heavy effort into this in terms of trying yeah. to teach myself things, right? right? And yet there are things that these folks over here know that I don't know. Yeah. And that's a problem to me, right? Because we've both been doing this for a year. Right. They've been more focused on this one area for one year. Right, I've been doing you around. know pediatrics and obstetrics yeah. and surgery and whatever, right? But I really made an effort to learn this. And at the end of twelve months, they're a little ahead of me compared to where I would like to be. Right. That to me is a problem.
1: And not in terms of like meeting a bar, but just in terms of knowledge. No, but and in, in terms of quality, no, right? Because like,
0: I I looked at I listened to them and I thought, you know what? if I hadn't listened to this conversation today, I wouldn't have known that, I wouldn't have known that you could do this particular thing and that that right. would skew the test results, right? Yeah, yeah. I would not have known that. Now, I might have learned it at some point in the future, but- But you hadn't learned it yet. I hadn't learned it yet, right? Yeah. And yet, here I have a patient in front of me, right? Where this could this could affect something right. in a very practical way. Like it could change my diagnosis from correct to incorrect, right. depending on what was going on. And and I wouldn't have known that that possibility existed. Right. right? Nobody had taught me that that possibility existed. And in my reading up to that point, I hadn't found that in anything that I had read, right? right. They had learned that through the experience of whoever it was that they had worked with, who had passed that on passed to them, on. or had yeah. somehow made that knowledge known to them in a way that I did not know at that time. Yeah. So these were the types of things where I was like, okay, professionally speaking, I have to go to where I think I will get the, the most complete experience and the most complete training, so that I can get in, into the depth that I want to get into. Yeah, you know, for the for the the subjects that interest me the most.
1: So, in changing residencies, mm-hmm. did you have to forfeit the opportunity to work? Uh, internationally afterward as part of that program? I
0: didn't have to forfeit it, but I didn't get to do, yes. I okay. didn't get to do the international fellowship that I had wanted to do. That would have been at the end of the family medicine yeah. residency, I didn't get to do that.
1: There wasn't one with the residency. There wasn't one with, the, yeah, okay. yeah, it wasn't, it
0: wasn't a thing. I, I did try to get international health, that happened after I finished residency and that's a different, that's yeah, a different yeah. story, it didn't work out. <laughs> so, uh, but not not for any bad reasons, just, yeah. just the way things went down.
1: Do you think that maybe that aspect is like one of the big defining portions of the personalities you're speaking to of that original program that you were part of, of Mm -hmm. what like it kind of grooved better with you of being more compassionate or things like, Uh you know, altruistic in those ways, like that draw toward that international Mm -hmm. and peace that they were gonna be going toward. Yeah,
0: and and not everybody was there for international, right? Other people were there just doing
1: you know, okay Family medicine
0: training right and other people were thinking more about like underserved populations in the United States, right Yeah so they, they weren't trying to get out of the country per se, but they right. just wanted to help people that didn't have a lot of people helping them.
1: Gotcha. Okay. You know? but the
0: same it's the same ethos, you know, underneath that.
1: yeah, yeah. In your second one though, uh, so you did end up having a broader learning experience yes. uh-huh. you felt like yeah um, but you say that it didn't necessarily suit you as well personality wise mm-hmm. was it back to some of that more like, like the yeah. best, you know, the race to be the best sort it, of situation. It wasn't
0: quite. It wasn't nearly as as awful as medical school it was. Not, not okay. nearly. And I, I, I really, the experience overall was, I think, was generally a positive one. There yeah. were there were people that went back to that kind of old style of you know tear you apart yeah. type stuff, and I would say that also thinking back again, to some degree, especially early in that residency, I absorbed some of that. Yeah. So thinking back, like when I think back even to my own behavior, like toward my own junior residence, there are times when I was like, you know what? Like I was probably too much. Yeah. You know, that was a reflection again of kind of the the ethic absorbed. And you you see it, I think at least in retrospect, you see it, right? You get, you absorb some of that behavior. Right. And then you think it's not it's not the behavior like, let me throw stuff across the room or you know, punch the wall. Right. It's not like that, yeah. right? It's it's more like there's a sort of ruthlessness to it. Hmm. It's, it's like an intellectual ruthlessness, right? Yeah. Like if you don't know this, you're stupid. <laughs> um, um, Sounding like some of your early professors there. Not, <laughs> like, You know, it's not, I, I the, the- Are cult, you regretful of how you were Yeah, I would line? say, so yeah. yeah, if I had to do it again, I would do it differently, yeah. you know? It's the, the culture was, it, 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 degree, it's a large reflective of the broader culture of medicine. There's a lot of gotcha culture in medicine. Yeah. It's not one of we're all in this together and, right. and let's build each other up, right? It's not. Right. Uh, but but there's so many different reasons for that, right? It's not just like, oh, well, let's just all, you know, get together around the campfire and, and be peaceful now. It's not that, it's you're, you're doing a high stress, high precision job, yeah. right? Where the stakes are very, very high. Yeah. So the room for error is effectively zero. The problem right. is, you're working at all times with incomplete, imperfect information, right? Right. So the, the, the reasons to have an error are also happening all the time, right? right. You're also working with very inferior tools, right? Yeah. Again, I, I'll harp on the electronic medical records later, but yeah. you're working with inferior tools. Uh, you're often working with uh, without having all the things you even need, right? Because different, right. different places have different levels of capability, right. diagnostics, whatever else, right? So you don't have everything you need. The patient may or may not be reliable. You don't have all the information that you need. You may or may not be able to get all the diagnostics. You need the diagnostics themselves may not be accurate. The nursing staff may be great or they may be terrible. Right. Right. You have all of these variables going on. And yet in that environment, you have to be perfect. Right. The expectation, the standard is perfection. Yeah. Right. So... (laughs) But yet, no one can be perfect, right? Right. So years ago, there was a there was a public health professor I remember who who gave us this analogy about errors in medicine and said, you know, the airline industry, right? Fantastic safety yeah. record, right? It's so safe to fly, right? They almost never have any problems, right? You know, there's rarely a crash, right? Medicine <laughs> healthcare should really learn from this, right? And I remember thinking then, but I doubly think so now. I'm like, yeah, but let's take the let's take that analogy a little further and say, okay, airline industry, okay, so you folks are gonna have to take off in any weather. Also, we're going to spray paint your, your, your windshield. We're going to spray paint those black. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you can't see where you're going. Yeah. Right? Your instruments may or may not be fully reliable. <laughs> the tower may or may not be fully right. reliable, right? And if it's icy, if it's snowing, if there's a hurricane, you're taking that plane off, right? Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, and then you say, well, how's their yeah. safety record now, right? It's, right, it's right, a right. It's a different analogy or it's a different it's a different experience, yeah. right? But this is what medicine ultimately is, right? Right. So, so on the one hand, you have this very error-prone system thing, and construct yeah. on the other hand from medical school on that you're taught very clearly the standard here is perfection your your job is to never ever 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 get it wrong right so in that environment right it breeds this sort of this sort of eat your young toxicity right because right. it's like you can't you can't tolerate the mistake right right because your mistake might actually kill somebody right, right? so how do you build and i don't necessarily have the answer to that right? Right, this, right this this is a real question how do you create a positive culture and a positive environment when error cannot be tolerated right it's it's not it's not clear but
1: yeah. having
0: said that some places still do it better, better. than others. i would yeah. say others others embrace that toxicity and make it almost an emblem of their culture right and others say Look, we can at least be we can at least be nice to each other on a human level, right? Right. We can well, least like, do that.
1: Even just you talking about in uh, southwestern in your mm-hmm. uh, third year, yeah. you know the uh, advising physician, the attending or physician, attending yeah. physician yeah. Mm-hmm. you know that you had reported, mm-hmm. and they said, "Yeah, yeah, we know." <laughs> like right. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, that's that's a really good example to me. But I guess that it is that question of how do you have this desire for perfection because mm-hmm. you need it yeah. because that is you have to have that high standard mm-hmm. for not having people die <laughs> and then but then like how do you create that curiosity in that you know what you had from your noon conferences and the pieces like that that you developed over here mm-hmm. in a way where you you know desire to dive in and yeah. take time and read everything that you could find about it yes. and all those pieces like you know even just in yourself do you feel like as a physician if you were in a faculty position or again, you yeah. know, that you would have a better way of guiding younger well, talent, or is it still just the same kind of conundrum? No,
0: I would say that early in early in residency, I struggled with that. Yeah. As I went through residency, it began to change. Yeah. And I would say that my my personal approach at this point was to make it about effort rather than outcome. Mm. That's how I would describe
1: it. Make sure that you were up, showing up effort-wise. Yeah. Like in other and... words, so
0: in other words, if I if I let's say if I, medical student whoever was, if I went through the chart and I saw that what happened here was you read the information, you tried to make a call, you know what, you made the wrong call. Yeah. And that's not a strike in in my mind. Right. That's not a strike. That's a teaching moment. Right. I can help you understand why you made the wrong call, what you should have done about Mm -hmm. it, how to do it differently next time. Right. Yeah. If the issue is that you're lazy Yeah. or a liar which has also happened it mm-hmm. happened in medical residency right if you're a liar if you're lazy if you will not put in the effort required yeah to make yourself better professionally and to provide the best care you can to mm-hmm. this person that to me is when you kind of get that's when you start to bridge over into the we can't tolerate this yeah right and the, and and there is in medical training there is a dichotomy with that yeah you have people and even when I, think, when I think back to the medical students residents that I work with mm-hmm. that came out to be great doctors, yeah. the ones that came out to be great, for the most part, all had that. Yeah. Whether, whether they were the most brilliant or, or most knowledgeable medical student really wasn't relevant. What was relevant was how much they cared about trying to be the best they could be.
1: That motivation, motivation part of the effort. It was the desire to learn. It was the
0: willingness to get in there, the willingness to work, right? And to Mm -hmm. show up and to just keep doing it and keep grinding it out, you know, and do something and maybe mess it up, but do it again, right? right? Versus the people who viewed it very much as like, I'm just trying to get through this. You know what I mean? I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to get through. And you know, and my, when, as soon as that clock hits, you know, the end of my shift, like I'm peacing out of here. Right. I don't care if my work is done. I don't care if I've seen all the lab results. I don't care if I have the imaging. I don't care if anything's done, right? I'm just out of here. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, I got something and, you know, they gave me, I heard this diagnosis from the resident before me and right. I didn't bother to go back and check any of the objective information to decide if it was actually right. true. I didn't do that because that would have been more time and I don't want to put the time, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, Yeah. that for me is harder and, but there is, I would say there is a, significant minority of people in healthcare that work that way. Yeah. That do work that way and- They're probably yeah.
1: the ones that are not leaving the greatest notes for those. There's behind. all of that, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there's all of that, there's, right? I and, mean, here you talk, it sounds like there's like almost a dichotomy between like those that are approaching it as a team approach yes. rather than a solo yes. stud trying to quarterback so, and be see, done.
0: the difficulty with it though is, here again, there is, there is, Definitely a space for personal responsibility in this, right? Mm -hmm. You have to, you individually, as the healthcare provider, have to take some amount of personal responsibility for the outcome or for what's going on. Yeah. But like anything else, the system in which we operate does not promote the positive attitude. Right. You know, so here again, I'll take let's take the lazy resident as an example. Yeah. Okay, it's easy for me to sit here and say, well, the lazy resident, right? Well, what's the lazy resident actually doing? well, they're probably working you know, 12, 14 hour shifts. Right. They've got a life outside this place. Something's going on at home. Right? Yeah. Their spouse is unhappy, their parents are sick, or right? some other thing is also happening at right. the same time. And we're saying, hey, you know, we need you to show up here at 5.30 in the morning, right? And you're gonna go home at 7.30 at night and you're gonna do this every day for a month, right? Right. And we expect you to do that. And, and again, you're, we're gonna give you all these other imperfections in the system. Yeah. Right? and we expect you on day 30 to be just as detail oriented and focused as you were and dedicated right and right. diligent as you were on day 1 right and you know you can say that right? right but but in point of practice yeah you can say it but in point of practice your your issue is is that really realistic right. is everybody really Gonna gonna do that amount of work, right? And do it perfectly. The answer is an obvious no, right? Right. So in other words, you take some, so if you don't have the sort of iron will in that sense to say, stay thirty. I hate everyone today, but I am going. To, it's going to take me one hour to go through this chart, and I am going to spend the one hour. And you know what? It's gonna. It means that I'm not going to finish at seven. I'm going to finish at eleven, right? Right. So I'm going to start it. I'm going to start at six a.m. Official eleven PM, right? But but I'm going to do that because I need to read this chart, and it's going to take me one hour to dig through all this. Patient has twenty years worth of history or whatever it is, right? I have to go through all this stuff because it's not presented to me. The software system right. doesn't present it to me in a pre-digested form. Right. I got to go find it all Aww. myself. I'm going to do that, even though I don't at all want to do this right now. Right? You can understand, right? How it would be possible for somebody to say, you know what, like they'll probably be okay, right? I think I'm just going to I'm just right. going to cut this corner today. Yeah, and not look at this stuff. Yeah, and just try to get through the day and like get this done And then maybe tomorrow the next person will come on and like they'll take care of this, right? You know what I mean?
1: It's I mean, yeah, it sounds like, you know, any job that you're given too much of a workload Mm -hmm. Honestly, and then there are some jobs that you can do that because you work at Walmart or something and you didn't get everything Stocked Mm -hmm. and so you're gonna go home anyway and People are gonna stock it for you when you're gone, but it's (laughs) I mean that yeah, unfortunately (laughs) medicine isn't one of those jobs, right and and when it does come into that crossplay of someone picking up where you left off, mm-hmm. I mean, then there's those gaps if you leave them. Yes. It sounds like so. Um, with your residency, mm-hmm. you finished it out then in Wichita. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. right? That's right. And then from there, what was the process like to the next step of your journey to going into the real world, being fresh, fresh out of the yeah out yeah. of the hospital dock.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so for one, because because I changed residencies, I did a longer. Duration oh, okay. of training. So I did almost five years worth of training in total because gotcha. I changed to internal medicine pediatrics, which is a four-year program. Oh, okay. And I did the first year of family medicine, and I got actually there was very little cross-applied credit from the family oh, medicine really? program wow. to the internal medicine. It's just the way it depends on who's the faculty yeah. or whatever else, right? Um, there was Extra no there was no there was no, there was no problem with either program. It's just the way this this worked, yeah. right? And so I had almost five total years worth of of training in that in that context, which I think. In retrospect, again, it was valuable because I got to do a lot of things yeah. that I might not have otherwise done if I'd finished in the normal,
1: right, in the yeah. normal
0: duration, right. So, uh, no. So then I went from there, actually, and I started initially working in rural Kansas. That's where I started. Okay. Yeah. What city? I was in Parsons, Kansas. Okay, in yeah. Parsons, nice. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Well, let's go ahead and pick up there next time when we're together right. and hear about how it was starting off as a doctor on your own with the residency behind you and kind of what you learned from that takeaways and see what happened there as you made your way closer to starting Free State Healthcare. Sounds good. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks, Elisha. Thanks
0: a lot.